Uy, Cardo! Nice seeing you here at SM Supermarket. Hey, Leia. Yeah, because here at SM, they've got it all. <laughs> yes, indeed they do. They have all my basics. Look, Lucky Me Pansit Canton, Family Rubbing Alcohol, Lion Tiger Katol, and Perla Papaya Laundry Soap. Wow, six bars? That's a lot of laundry soap. Don't you live by yourself? Do you really need to wash so many clothes? Actually, it's dual purpose. It's for both my laundry and my face. Your face? Huh? Really? Are you sure? Of course! Papaya is in all the whitening products. But this is all that I can afford. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Banana Q Podcast. I'm Ray and joined as always by my co-host D. Today's topic was suggested on our survey monkey, Philippine Beauty Standards. Mm-hmm. Now to start, let's discuss why do we want to be attractive? Because first, it's our instinct, right? It's our basic human fundamental need Mm-mm. to procreate and to survive. So we get attracted to others. And if you're attractive, then they will also get attracted to you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and the second I would like to think is linked to ego or status. Like, you know, there's something called pretty privilege. Like According mm. to this, myimperfectlife.com, pretty privilege works on the principle that people who are deemed more attractive have an upper hand in the world and are afforded many opportunities that regular folks don't have. And there is an article on Insider.com which talks about the benefits of being attractive as backed by science. And some of Mm. those benefits include companies with attractive CEOs might make more money and Mm. attractive people are more likely to be hired for a job. And if you're Mm. running for a political office, you might fare better if you're good looking. And then fourth, Mm. they mentioned that even babies seem to prefer attractive people. So, like, if there's a baby and the baby seems to be looking at you, then take it as a compliment. Mm. Oh, my God, baby, you think I'm attractive? <laughs> or not? I don't know. Oh, it happened to us, actually, this morning. We were at McDonald's and the babies were looking at us. Oh, that's Because good. their food has not arrived. <laughs> and what? We were busy eating <laughs> with our pancakes. <laughs> well, not just babies, right? But adults, too. People gravitate towards attractive people. Right and then yeah, and, you know give them a different treatment. And there, there's also this cognitive bias called cheerleader effect. Mm-hmm. It's also known as the group attractiveness effect. It's what causes people to think that individuals are more attractive when they are in a group. And and this is backed by science as well. So research mm. by Drew Walker and Edward Vu and also Van Osh. And we first heard about this in. How uh, I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, right? <laughs> I, I <laughs> Which thought, is true. <laughs> but I thought they had just invented it. But in the How I Met Your Mother, they were saying that if you look at a group of girls together, they would all seem attractive. Or mm. maybe even if just one of them is attractive or something like that. So maybe that is why people are attracted to attractive people because you want to be seen with this person and you want other people mm. to perceive you as attractive as well, right? Like, yes. nakakahawa... <laughs> Ganda niya, or, you know, <laughs> like that person's beauty is, um, what's nakakawa? Contagious. It, yeah, contagious, or it 
bleeds onto you or something like that. So maybe that's also one reason why people... Mm, it could be confidence as well. Like for me, if I'm in a group, right, to some extent, I feel more confident. Mm. And and maybe you know when I talk I'm, I'm more confident my posture, and so other people looking at me probably would see that confidence, and so I become more. I don't know if if that's how it is, but yes, mm-hmm. there is that effect when looking at a group of people, everybody seems attractive, but isolating individually, not necessarily. Yeah, and when you zoom into them, some of them. Look like Marshall in drag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I met your mother episode anyway. It was like that. So there is a saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So this is also definitely true in cultural aspects, right? Like, you know, what could be beautiful for the Philippines may not be beautiful in. Singapore, for example, right? So mm. I had a culture shock experience on this when I moved to Singapore. I was talking to some Singaporeans about celebrities and, you know, their celebrities, our celebrities. And I was saying that I did not really find the Singapore actors as attractive compared to Philippine ones. Maybe because that's what I was mm. exposed to, right? And they asked mm-hmm. me to show them an attractive Filipino actress. And I proudly showed them the picture of Christine Hermosa from... Pangako Sayo, which we mentioned in a in our episode about telenovelas. And a lot of Filipinos actually find her beautiful. In fact, just recently, because my friend had listened to our episode, uh, she told mm. me that Christine Hermosa, well, her, my friend's name is also Christine. I don't know if that's the bias, but no. But she said that <laughs> she, she's not titibo daw siya kay Christine Hermosa. To, to translate that, she means she is gay for Christine. Basically, you, she is her girl crush, right? Like, even mm. if she is not a lesbian, but she is attracted to Christine. So when I showed Singaporeans this picture, you know, they were not impressed. And one of them even said, she's fat. Like, are you serious? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, poor Christine Hermosa. Yeah, I don't... First of all, I don't think she's fat. If she fat. migrates to Singapore, <laughs> she won't be beautiful. She's fat. Oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, so so that to be fair, I also did not find their actresses attractive, right? So it's really mm. what you are exposed to while growing up. Well, yeah, that's true. Foreigners as well. If you go to the West, what and who they find attractive also is kind of different, right? So mm. it really depends on the eyes of the beholder. So now that we are on that topic, let's now ask what is considered attractive in the Philippines. Mm. There are four that we know of, mm. um, and we can conclude that these are things that we are not, right? The first, <laughs> <laughs> fair skin. Mm-hmm. We are kind of obsessed with having uh, whiter skin for yeah. some reason, right? Like, there are a lot of beauty products that is <laughs> specifically focused on giving us a fairer skin. Mm. Likas papaya. Glutathione. Uh, Eskino, Glutathione, Chinchansu. Chinchansu makes us fair. Yeah. I guess it does. I can't remember what my mom used to use that, yes. And I hated Mm. that product because it smelled bad. Yeah. So fair skin. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we don't naturally have, right? Mm. But we aspire to have one because we think having a fair skin is more attractive. Mm -mm. Especially before. I think it has changed recently, I would Mm -mm. say. like We've somehow kind of shifted as well, giving preference to morena yes but when we were younger right fairer skin is kind of like the the gold standard yeah and you would notice that in the actresses 
you know, right? Mm. Vilma Santos and, you know, whoever. To be fair, Nora no, Honor was morena, but I don't think she was considered beautiful, right? Like, Vilma Santos is beautiful. Uh, do you, Again, you have a blank on your face, so you probably have no idea mm. what I'm talking about, don't you? I, I know these people, but <laughs> be, because they're kind of like the olden generation yes. and our TV back then is not that good quality. <laughs> So I, I can't really judge properly if they had fair skin, okay, like, got especially Nora Honor. Right? I think mm. majority of her films are in black and white. So, <laughs> I um, don't think so. <laughs> so is it okay? Never mind. Let's move on. Okay, yes, but <laughs> yes, in the past it was more prevalent this fair skin thing. But recently mm. we have noticed, like even in the contestants that we sent to Miss Universe, in the past it was common to send like mestizas, right? Like or people who are mm. of mixed blood, so they tend to be fairer skinned and mm. not like the average Filipina that you see. That's right. But now I think there is starting to be like, you know, maybe because not just in the Philippines, but because generally there is a movement for this globally. Mm. And, you know, uh, even Filipinos are more exposed to the internet and whatnot. And probably that is why people mm. are starting to like, oh, be proud of your morena skin or something. Yeah. Uh, I had this kind of, not necessarily Koi, but an acquaintance. He's from Sweden and he complained about how our TV commercials are <laughs> dominated by white. Uh, is that white women? How do you say that? White uh, skin, uh, white whitening, yeah, mm. whitening products. Mm. And he was like, "You're already beautiful <laughs> as it is. Like, why, why do you wanna destroy the natural complexion of brown? Because to, to him, brown is." more attractive because mm. probably because in Sweden everybody is white <laughs> yeah yeah maybe right? maybe there's that uh. yeah. whatever is more common we don't find attractive for some reason like yeah. in the US right they would actually tan their skin mm. like, oh, yeah, like spray tan it or go under the sun to be tan and you know risk skin cancer and which is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why can't we just be happy with what we have? So I that's probably what's part of causing the problem, right? I mean, all these mm. companies, they're not going to make any mm. money if, if their goal is to make people <laughs> happy in their own skin. Yeah. So they have to force you to buy something to make you what you're not. So maybe they are mm. part of the problem. I don't know. Yeah. And the second one is being thin. Yeah. Just like... Christine Hermosa, she's not. <laughs> no, but I don't think she is. She's fat. <laughs> That's in, no in Singapore. I think in Asia, generally uh, being thin, and maybe not mm. just you know, and maybe globally. But I've noticed that in mm. you know other, especially Westerners, right? They are more comfortable, mm. even if they are a bit chubby. So even here in Hong Kong, mm. I noticed that the white women they don't care. They just wear sleeveless shirts or whatever. They don't mm. care. You know, in the Philippines. Because I've always been on the chubby side, right? If I wear sleeveless, people will joke, oh, do you want to go boxing? You know, they always notice <laughs> <What>? your... <laughs> boxing? <laughs> because what my arms are bizarre big. Bizarre yes. <laughs> yes. So they like to make comments on your weight. And so because they mm. prefer... Because I guess most of the Filipinos are thin. So if you're not... Like, even before, like, now I'm, like, really fat. But even before, I wasn't that fat. But I felt I was fat because of the these comments. You are not considered attractive uh, yeah. if you are, like, even slightly above, uh, you know, mm. what your skinny size is supposed to be, right? Mm. <laughs> it's it's so hard to stay thin in the Philippines, though, because we eat rice three times a day. Oh, yeah. 
it's so it's so hard to burn those carbs. <laughs> yeah, so that is true. Mm. It's very unrealistic standard. Yeah, I agree. Achieve. Yep. Mm. And third one, and this is something that virtually very little for us to do, and that is having a narrow nose with a higher bridge. And unless, of course, you have a lot of money to pay Vicky Bello, then you can change your nose, right? Mm. But like, well, if you're yeah. born with <laughs> not so flattering nose. Filipinos tend to have like a flatter nose or a mm. broader bridge, right? That's the norm mm. for us. That is what we see on most people. I don't know why that is considered beautiful. Again, maybe, you know, the industries that make money, want to make money of people's insecurities. Mm. But it, it, the Philippines is not like Korea where it's very normal to get... Plastic surgery? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not as common, right? It's not like in Korea. Yeah, no. I don't know how true it is, but they are saying that even somebody as young as 16, their parents would give them like a gift of getting plastic surgery. I don't know how true that is, but if that's true, it's not like that in the Philippines at all because plastic surgery is very expensive. And maybe people yeah. who do that are like you know celebrities or and even so they would deny it right like no i didn't mm. have anything done it's just that you know i just matured and my my face changed for some reason <laughs> or whatever i morphed <laughs> yeah well aside from plastic surgery is there any other way to change the structure of your nose maybe in it with uh, a <laughs> you know my father <laughs> used to do that to me. So I grew up very insecure about my nose because my dad has a better looking nose than me. And then he would always Mm. do that to me. Like he would, you know, squeeze my nose or what, like, Mm. and he find it hard to breathe because (laughs) he's squeezing my nose. As if that would change it. I don't think it worked, by the way. And also, um, yeah, not just him though, but I remember suddenly that we had a schoolmate before mm. like they were siblings and they had something injected to their nose i don't know if it's silicone or whatever apparently it's cheaper than plastic surgery so uh-huh. yeah it was injected in their nose to make their bridge seem higher right but i think okay the, because it was a boy and a girl the boy's one looked okay but his sister's one did not look okay mm. she should have left it alone she was pretty without that but that's the point because in the Philippines, then the the higher nose bridge is considered more attractive. That is why mm. you know the people do this, or mm. people's parents do this to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I see, interesting. And the the fourth one is height. Mm. We we find taller people more attractive, and I think it's. It's common, yeah. Mm. In the Philippines, right? We kind of gravitate towards taller people mm. and we want to be taller. That's why we jump yeah. <laughs> during uh, New Year's Oh, Eve. yes. <laughs> jump and jump. Yeah, but, it, but you know, our, genetically, Filipinos are shorter than, you know, mm. Westerners, Average. for example. So yeah. that's, you know, that's really an unfair thing to expect from us. But yes, you're mm. right. Especially for men, I think, because there is this uh, people are more attracted to taller men specifically, right? Mm. Women want their partners to be taller. And I remember my brother used to, yes, you're right, he used to do this stretching exercises just to be taller. (laughs) Did it work? He did grow taller. I don't know if it was the stretching exercise or he just, because he was just growing, you know. And I think Mm. there were some other people who would 
drink this. Is it cherry fur or something? Remember those things that you ah, could yeah, drink yeah, yeah. <laughs> to grow taller? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's a food supplement, right? Like yeah. a vitamin something. Exactly. Uh, food supplement, drink milk to have stronger bones, mm. eating mushroom, just like Super Mario. <laughs> really? Mushroom? <laughs> yeah, okay. Super Mario eats mushroom oh my and God, grows yes. taller, right? I think my brother's friend drank growth balls or so. I don't know what those were made growth of. Growth balls? Yeah, growth balls. I don't know what was in it. Uh, was it even legit or whatever? Mm-hmm. But according to my it brother, it supposedly worked. But I don't janky, know. Yeah, yeah but I, I have no idea if it's true. Well, if if you can't really grow an inch, right? There are other options. You could buy heel-toed shoes. Oh. Oh, I I wore one in our during our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Did you seem a lot taller? Not by a lot, but at least. Because Monica, my wife, wore high heels, right? Mm, so I yeah. need to at least... Match her high, uh, high, high match, heels. Match, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, th- I think that's the unfairness of it. Um, Because women, we can always wear high heels and they're cheap and they're common, right? Whereas for men, mm. if you do wear those, you have to hide them somehow. Like your shoes have to not look obvious that you're wearing heels. Whereas women, it's yeah. okay. It's obvious. People can mm. see the unfairness of it, I guess. <laughs> These four qualities that we judge people to be attractive or not, this is, isn't just prevalent in celebrities, right? But even in the places that we live, in our neighborhood, in our mm. communities, in school, at work, these are the four criteria yeah. that we judge people. There probably are more, but these are the most common ones, I would think. Like mm. the popular mm. girls who are considered pretty in you know in mm. high school or whatever, they tend to be exhibiting all these <laughs> Right, <laughs> mm. and for me, I actually just remembered I have a personal experience on the fairness thing. So when I was, mm. you know, young, I was in Sambuanga City, which is I don't know, it's near the sea or the sun is hotter there for some reason. But whatever <laughs> it was, it made my skin darker than you know it currently is. And then when I moved to Metro Manila, my skin became fairer. And after that, people mm. I had known my whole life for the first time ever started telling me that I was pretty, and they asked me mm. what I did, like facials. Likas papaya, luta tayo, <laughs> you know, all those things that <laughs> are advertised. Yeah, and I told them it was probably just that Manila water had way too much chlorine. So I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but remember, there are rumors about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not with the water that you drink, right? But with the water that no, you No, that you bathe in. with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's supposed to be. I don't know how true it is. Um, but that's a rumor that has been around for a long time. Like people will say, oh, she's fairer because she moved to Manila, that, that sort of thing. So I don't know how true that is. But the question is, why is it that these traits that you mentioned, they are not really like the traits of the average Filipino? So mm. usually these are of mestizos or mixed race, which you mentioned earlier. Mm. So I guess the question is, why is this the case? And one of the things that I could think of and a lot of people attribute is to something called colonial mentality, which is defined as the internalized attitude of ethnic or cultural inferiority felt by people as a result of colonization. It corresponds with the belief that the cultural values of the colonizer are inherently superior to one's own. So since Mm. the Philippines was colonized by Spain, and later in a way also by Americans, Mm. maybe that's the reason why they seem more beautiful to us compared to our own selves. Yeah, that's a really good point. 
Yeah, which is sad, we, though. We try to imitate them, right? Yeah. <laughs> everything that they do, everything that they wear, and how they look, we try to imitate. Because to us, I don't know, subconsciously, we think being them is better than who we are, which is sad. Yeah, which is sad, actually. Shouldn't be the case. So now, since we're talking about beauty, let's segue to you know a topic that we Filipinos love, and that is Miss Universe. <laughs> and <laughs> let's ask and compare, you know, what is the selection criteria of Miss Universe, right? Because okay. Miss Universe aim is to look for the most beautiful women in the universe, but mm. it's kind of strange. We call it universe, but there are no contestants from other planets, so. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Miss Earth technically is the same as Miss Universe, right? I don't yeah. Know. Don't you think so? Yeah, I agree. So let's take a look at the criteria and see if this holds water. Mm. Is it the correct criteria to judge beauty? First, the, the beauty pageant starts with a preliminary interview round where the contestants face the questions of the judges. So I don't know, maybe to sift through which contestants can present themselves mm. on stage. Okay. Maybe. Because uh, yep. for sure, there'll be a lot of contestants, right? There, yeah. there has to be a way to at least select only a few. And um, the second one is the contestants who win the preliminary round get to participate in the semifinal round. And in that semifinal round, the contestants walk in swimsuits, athletic dresses, and evening gowns. Mm. So to show to the world or to the universe mm -hmm. what they are made of, right? Like, yeah revealing dresses like swimsuits so mm. it should show up at least a lot of skin right yes <laughs> you're not able to hide with i don't know peacock dresses and all so so you need to be sexy basically so mm. to get through this round obviously to to be in here in the first place you cannot be fat so it's not just a philippine mm. thing it's a universe criteria to be yeah, thin it's a universe <laughs> it's a universal criteria okay. to be sexy and thin okay mm -hmm. And then based on the performance in the semifinal round, when after, you know, walking in gowns, in athletic dresses, and in swimsuits, the top six contestants make their way to the finals. Mm -hmm. And in the finals, the contestants would face different questions. Mm. And the top three contestants among them answer a common question. Mm. Based on the highest score, the candidate is chosen as the winner and is called Miss Universe. If you look at these criteria, right? Mm. It's not just the beauty, but also the brain. Yes. Because ultimately, once you are part of the top six, you will be judged by how you answer the questions. Yes. You need to have brains as well, not just, mm. you know, beauty and body <laughs> or whatever. Mm. So overall, these three things are judged. And that's when you are crowned as the most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> 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 I think these questions are really not also as easy as you think, right? Like, there is this movie with Sandra Bullock mm. called Miss Congeniality, mm. and there's this funny scene ah, where, yeah. where well, it wasn't Sandra, but I forgot, but one of the, the girls, right? She was asked, describe your perfect date. And then mm. her answer was, I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> oh, so um, lost in translation. Well, did you win? 
with that answer? But actually, I think she did win. So that's probably not a good example. But it was, to be fair, it wasn't a Miss Universe pageant. So it was just some, mm. I don't know, I, I can't remember what pageant, Miss America or whatever. Maybe Miss Congeniality. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Congeniality is, is an award given to someone who is the friendliest. Ah, okay. Well, let, let's pretend that we are in a Miss Universe pageant right now, D. Okay. And I will use that same question to mm. you. D, Miss Philippines, Heidi Abarido, <laughs> describe to us your perfect date. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is very okay honestly um for me i love the beach so i think the perfect date for me would be something that involves probably being on the beach and then we'll just be walking on the beach or maybe just hanging out we don't necessarily need to swim in the beach because i don't mm. want to be too dark because <laughs> i'm filipino and <laughs> i don't no it's okay you just fly to manila and you know, shower in the chlorine-rich water, then your complexion returns to normal. Maybe. But yeah, so in the beach, and then it's very breezy, so maybe we could have a picnic on the beach, and then mm. I would like to have a conversation with this person, so he needs to mm. be a good conversationalist. I really don't like speaking to people who are boring, I would think. So like, you mm. know, he has to have a good sense of humor. He doesn't have to be the one to initiate a joke but you know he has to laugh at my jokes because I don't like it and people <laughs> to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> mm, yeah, so good answer. Yeah, that is for me. And I have a follow-up question because okay. this is a two-question Miss Universe beauty pageant. Since you like the beach and you want to hang out on your first date on the beach, mm. if you win, should you win the Miss Universe pageant, what would you do to beautify our beaches to save it from pollution. Okay, so if I win the <laughs> very serious. <okay. laughs> if I win the Miss Universe, right? I would be an ambassador. I, I assume that's what usually happens after this. So I would use my star power to influence people to help me with the cost to clean the beaches. That's how I would mm. probably go into my Instagram. I would have probably by now, I don't know, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers and influence mm. them to, hey, come to the beach with me. Let's clean the beach. And then mm. after that, we could have dates on the beach or whatever. Like you could have <laughs> yes. a group date with me or whatever. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, that's what I would do if I would be crowned as Miss Universe and mm, World Peace. That is a good <laughs> Thank you. And World Peace. One final question. Okay, why, why, Another so follow many, up. why are there so many questions? Okay, get, go, go. A follow-up question to that. In your advertisement to Instagram asking people to help you clean the beach, will you be wearing the swimsuit you wore in tonight's pageant? Of course, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much for the answer. Okay. And now we move on to the next part. <laughs> so, okay, so great. That, that was, guys, that was unscripted, by the way. So, well, it's probably not so bad after all if those were the questions, I guess. But in real life, right? Like this Miss Universe contestants, they really practice beforehand. Mm, for sure, yeah. They have a coach who gives them potential questions and they have time to rehearse their answers. And mm. so we were curious. Um, the Philippines actually has four contestants who won Miss Universe. So why don't we mm. read what they actually 
answered in real life at their final question. Okay, let's do it. So for Gloria Diaz for Miss Universe 1969, this was the question. In the next day or so, a man will land on the moon. If a man from the moon landed in your hometown, what would you do to entertain him? Whoa. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So her answer was, oh, just the same things I do. I think if he has been in the moon for so long, I think when he comes over, he wants to change, I guess. So her answer was actually very simple, right? There's nothing really... And it's not very specific at all. <laughs> yeah, you might be. maybe in the past it wasn't like such high bar, or, you know, that your answers mm. needed to be tied to the environment or something. Yeah, kind of strange, right? Of, of course, the first question I would ask that person from the moon is, hey, which part of the moon were you from? The dark side or the bright side? <laughs> if he's from the dark side, then I would invite that person to the beach, right? Where he can bask in the sun. Because <laughs> okay. he, would he wouldn't have seen the sun. Okay, first During of all, I think this man from the moon is an astronaut and he's not like a moon person because this was the year oh, that we okay, landed on the moon. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> the, the question wasn't so clear. A man from the moon. Okay. Well, if it's an astronaut, it's actually a man from Earth who went, went to, to the, the moon, moon and back, right? Yeah, because this was the year oh. that we stepped on the moon Um, yeah, for context. Mm. So this is... Probably, what's the name? Uh, Neil Arm. I was gonna say Neil Patrick Armstrong. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Aldrin. Yeah, like mm. what would you have answered here if you were the one? Okay, now it's my turn. Okay, you're the one being asked this mm. question. What is your answer if Neil, but like you know, Neil Patrick? No, not Neil Patrick. Keep saying Neil Patrick. <laughs> Neil Armstrong landed in your hometown. What would you do to entertain mm. him? So that is the question to be specific. Yeah, I, th- I think I would offer what Cebu is known for, and that is going to the beach, maybe swimming with a whale shark, mm. you know, like things that that Buzz Aldrin or Neil Armstrong wouldn't have otherwise experienced in the U.S. Mm, true, and, yeah. you know, Americans usually love going to the beach whenever they are in the Pacific, right? Because, mm. you know, it's what we are known for. Maybe offer him some fruits like pineapple, lechon with rice, obviously. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I would feed that guy like, hey, you must have grown tired eating, you know, the very small portions of mm. food that you had in, in while you were going towards the moon. So have a feast. And it's probably dehydrated mm. packets of food or something, right? It's not even like Mm-mm. normal food. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The next one is in 1973 for uh, Margie Moran. Okay, the question goes, let's make believe that all of a sudden you had a million dollars. What's the first thing you would buy and why would you buy it? Ooh, interesting. Her answer was, a house and lot because it's the most expensive thing and I cannot afford it. If I had a million bucks, I'd buy a house and lot and live by myself and other people, of course. Okay, it's funny that what? she said live by myself <laughs> and other people. Like, well, what is it really? But maybe she was nervous. But you can really see how basic and simple questions were before. Yeah, there was nothing about world peace or the environment or HIV mm. or whatever, right? Like, it's just, yeah, just answer it point blank. Like, now, probably, if... If this happened and question about a million dollars, it would be about charity probably, right? Like mm. the Miss Universe answer would probably be, um, first, I would donate charity 
to end world mm. hunger and to promote world mm. peace or you know something mm. like that, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and the line of questioning is actually not asking for an opinion that would showcase what the person is about. I suppose mm. you know asking the person what he or she would do with a million dollars would somehow show opinion, but not necessarily yeah. exciting conversation right? yeah not really it's very uh simple it's something that mm. you would ask a stranger that you you know somebody had met for the first time mm. so yeah, it's not really yeah but interesting that you mentioned that because in 2015 what was the question mm, 2015 for pia words back the question was why should you be miss universe okay and her answer was to be a miss universe is an honor and a responsibility if I were to be Miss Universe, I will use my voice to influence the youth and I would raise awareness to certain causes like HIV that is timely and relevant to my country, which is the Philippines. I want to show the world, the universe rather, that I am confidently beautiful with a heart. Oh, I, I like the correction at the end. I want to show the world, no, the universe rather. Mm. Um, <laughs> is somebody from Mars looking at <laughs> The broadcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think because she's on Miss Universe, so that was actually clever. And I think this this part was the you know became viral, or people were always quoting this. Shortly after that, I remember that you know they keep saying that I am confidently beautiful with a heart. But you see, her answer is very politically correct, unlike the answers in 1973 mm. and 1969. Right? Like if this had That's been right. asked in 1973, you know, I'm sure the answer wouldn't have been like this. Would have been like hmm. very simple and very maybe the answer would be so that I could have a million bucks and buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and entertain a man from the moon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I I, I, very I, I think so. Yeah, it it has changed for sure. Yeah. And lastly, f three years later, for Miss Universe 2018, for Catriona Gray, what is the most important lesson you've learned in your life? And how would you apply it to your time as Miss Universe? Okay, so her answer, I work a lot in the slums of Tondo, Manila, and the life there is very poor and very sad. I've always taught myself to look for the beauty in it, to look for the beauty in the faces of the children, and to be grateful. I would bring this aspect as a Miss Universe to see situations with a silver lining and to assess where I could give something, where I could provide something as a spokesperson. If I could teach and also teach people to be grateful, we could have an amazing world where negativity could not grow and foster and children would have a smile on their face. Mm. So see, it's a, very, it's a very beautiful answer, very, I would say. But it's yeah. like very different from the first two answers. <laughs> and their first two answers were very short, right? It's like... Mm. Two sentences max, yeah. Later on, it became quite long. Which is probably a good thing. That means maybe in the past... You know, even though th there was this question, but it wasn't really a big deal breaker, right? Like probably it was mm. really mostly on just physical looks. And then later on, it became about this, that it really could break or make you as a Miss Universe probably. That is why they needed to have mm. better answers. Yeah, it could be it has become really more competitive mm. as well. Like somehow it's becoming harder and harder to compare Mm. And really judge which beauty is better. Mm, and true. it all goes down to the answer to the question. And mm. so the questions become harder, the answers become wittier as well. Mm. Yeah, you have a point. Mm. 
Yeah, so we have talked a lot about beauty and what is considered beautiful in the Philippines and, you know, what actually mm. is constituted as beautiful, not just in the Philippines, but also in the universe, rather, right? Mm. <laughs> Who is considered <laughs> confidently beautiful with a heart. So we would like to conclude this episode by saying that beauty, physical beauty, is only one facet of being attractive. Like, as you yeah. mentioned in the Miss Universe pageant, they also include intelligence as one of the criteria for judging. And that is applicable to real life. Like, would you want to date someone like Joey Tribbiani from Friends, who in the show is called as pretty but dumb? <laughs> and as, right. aside from those mentioned, right, there's also personality. Like, Ray, what do you find attractive in a person, like, in terms of personality? Mm, Personality-wise, I like people who are confident, mm. who, who will be the first person to take the initiative to do whatever it is, right? Not mm. shy, not really timid, mm. and mm. also sense of humor. So I think mm. having sense of humor is a really good personality. It means that you're a fun person to be with, right? It, yeah. It's, it's a not, in, there's no dull moments. And lastly, somebody who's sincere and somebody who listens. Because yeah. I think you meet those people who kind of like always want to be the person who talks um, mm-hmm. you know not not listening to what others are, are saying and I think it's a personality but but to me I kind of don't like that uh, in a person I really yeah. want somebody who spends time really digesting what the other person is saying yeah so those three yeah I agree with you I also find those attractive I don't like narcissistic people in fact I remember before I went on this date it was my friend's mm-hmm. friend and then after that I didn't want to go on a second date and my friend was asking why and then I was saying mm. well he only talked about himself he never asked me about me mm. right like that is a turn off it should be a two-way conversation like I also don't mm. want that I'm the only one talking if I'm the mm. only one talking I also don't like that because like why don't you have anything to contribute also so it needs to be mm. a two-way street I would think so yeah yeah, and sense of humor, definitely. I mentioned earlier, right, in my ideal date, I don't want someone mm. who doesn't laugh at jokes. Yeah, mm. for me, that is boring. Uh, you don't have to be a comedian or whatever, but I mm. want you to laugh at my jokes. And I think a, a combination of those two personalities would be somebody who has a witty comeback or a witty mm. response to whatever it is that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Maybe during the first part of your conversation, you mentioned maybe your hometown and then later uh, at the later stages your date would you know bring back the Zamboanga topic yes uh, in a fun way and that means he listened to you yeah he kind of remembered that you mentioned Zamboanga so I like those type of people yeah me too I agree and with and humor definitely are attractive yes. to me. And aside from that, uh, kindness. And I remember there was this ah. quote from one of my favorite rom-com movies, which is called About Time. And uh, in this movie, there was a wedding and um, the groom's father gave a speech in the end. And he mm. said, we're all quite similar in the end. We all get old and tell the same tales too many times. But try and marry someone kind. Mm. Yeah, because that matters. Right? If, if you're going to marry someone who is, you know, very beautiful or very handsome, but he's not kind, are you really going to be happy mm-hmm. with that person? Yeah. Right? That's he's just going to leave you the, the first instance that you are exhibiting something that he's not, mm-hmm. you know, interested in. So I would say that attractiveness in the end boils down to overall impact. 
So it's not just skin deep. It's not just, you know, <laughs> if you're fair or you have a thin nose with a high bridge mm. and all these things. But if you are smart or if you have a good personality. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. So that's it for this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or Podchaser.com. Right now, we have 41 five-star ratings on Spotify. So please wow. make that go higher. <laughs> <laughs> and also follow us on social media at Banana Cube Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Mm, and if you have any comments about Philippine beauty standards or if you have a whitening product that you want to sell, <laughs> oh no, just kidding, or any other topic we covered in the previous episodes, we would really love to read them. So please send them our way on, in our Instagram account or email us at bananacubepodcast at gmail.com and the best ones would be featured in our next Cutie Minute. It's time minute. for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. So our first cutie commented on episode 92, Pinoy Parties. And this is Era Ragya, and she said, I remember my first few months here in Canada. I decided to throw a party for my husband's birthday. I invited his friends and co-worker. When we were buying stuff for the party, I was told by my husband to buy reclosable bags, Ziploc, because that will be used for food takeout by his guests. <laughs> Most Filipinos here call it Sharon, derived from her song Pituwing Walang Ningning with an intro. Balutin mo ako! <laughs> 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 oh, that is a really good, really good reference. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, this is very interesting. So she continues. I didn't know. Na also din paladito. I'm confused. Ahaha. And speaking of parties, it's summer now here and lots of house parties. Later, we're going to our friend's house and we'll bring stuff for some gyupsal, including Korean side dishes, as they want to try and experience it as well. Nilagang mani para masarap ang kwentuhan and sparkling wine. Miss you guys. Keep on keeping on. Heart. Wow. <laughs> that is a really posh combination. Nilagang mani and wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would usually associate it with beer, but you know, this is very posh. Yeah, very Love fancy, it. fancy. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Eraragia. Thanks, Eraragia. The next one is from Zen Zero Cook. Uh, on the same episode, episode 92 of Pinoy Parties. Thank you so much, guys, for this episode. I've been waiting. Oh, sorry. I've been wanting to do a purely Filipino party here in America, but I'm afraid that they might find the party weird since most parties here in America doesn't include games and audience participation. <laughs> yes, we do have that in the Philippines and we love them. Mm -hmm. Now, I am confident enough to send my invites for my dog's 100th, 100th birthday. Ooh. <laughs> Centennial birthday. Yeah, I clarify this one, 100, but he, she actually means in dog years. So I think the dog is 14 years mm. old or something, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh. Alongside with the, with this podcast link, so they will be warned and not tell bad things about <laughs> my cooking. Oh, thank you. That helps us as well, yes. uh, Zero Cook. Thank you for mm -hmm. sharing the link to the episode. And the next one is, my plans for my games would be Bring Me. Mm. But pet related. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because it's for the dog's birthday, yeah. right? So it's a good theme. Uh, topic there. Mm -hmm. Good theme. 
and opening a gift but with cooking mitts on and paper dance but with your dogs oh <laughs> that is so cute sorry for honors of bigger dogs oh that is really lovely and it is a cute idea that you that the owner can carry their dog on a paper dance mm. because uh, th- th- they would be lighter though compared to if you have to carry your girlfriend or something right well it depends on your dog D if you have a, a Malamute really, or really, whatever <laughs> what what mm. husky or husky, golden Saint retriever Bernard. <laughs> oh mm, my god golden retriever yeah, yeah well it'll, it's it's easier for those who have a chihuahua than <laughs> oh, even true. if when one leg one hand can carry <laughs> oh yeah that's true thanks for this Zenzer Cook and for sharing the link to your guests and we hope that you know if you're listening to this and you're not Zenzer Cook you should also share our episodes to your friends right mm. like you know if there's yes. a relevant topic that I don't know could be Pinoy parties as mentioned here or maybe it's Christmas mm. and they're wondering how come it's September and you're already decorating what's going on then mm. you could share them episode 3 which talks about why mm. Filipinos celebrate Christmas in September and you know we have mm. like over 90 episodes so surely there's something there <laughs> that's relevant yeah, right definitely yes <laughs> yeah. please do share don't be selfish share <laughs> okay, so thank you very much, everyone. We hope to see you again. I mean, see your statistic again. <laughs> because we, don't, we were yes. not really going to see you physically, right? In two weeks' time. So that's it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.